Welcome to episode 32 of the Fasting Well podcast. Today I'm going to talk about the menstrual cycle and fasting. So for any new listeners, I'm a PA, which is similar to a doctor. And over the past several years, I've spent a ton of time researching and learning about fasting, trying it myself, and also helping other people learn about it so they can improve their health. So fasting in the menstrual cycle. So in episode 24, um, I, had, I did an interview with Dr. Nadia Patigwana, and we talked a lot about fasting for women. But one thing we didn't really get into was the specifics about the menstrual cycle and, and that sort of thing. So I want to address that a little bit more here today. But if you are interested in some, some other topics related to fasting for women, I'll go ahead and make a playlist of all the clips from that episode on YouTube, and I'll, I'll put a link to it in the, in, on your podcast app and in the show notes so you can find that. So um, go ahead and check that out as well. Now, I don't have any personal experience, obviously, with fasting and the menstrual cycle, but I've done a fair amount of research about it. I've discussed it with people, and I wrote a blog post about it about a year ago, and uh, I'll put a link to that as well. So the whole first section of that is about the menstrual cycle, and then the rest of that blog post is about other things related to women and fasting. So let's go ahead and get into it. So fasting and the menstrual cycle. So just uh, to kind of define our terms and kind of make sure we're on the same page. So the typical menstrual cycle would last about 28 days, kind of the standard traditional um, way of thinking of it. And the first half of it, it starts with the menstrual bleeding. So like the first day of bleeding is, is when it starts. And then the first half, you have pretty low estrogen and progesterone. But the estrogen kind of gradually rises and it peaks in the middle which is when you ovulate. And then so, so when you ovulate, that's when you can get pregnant. Um, and then the second half of the cycle, the next 14 days, progesterone gets high because progesterone, one of the things that it does is it helps to kind of support pregnancy. So progesterone is kind of getting ready for pregnancy. And then, of course, if you don't get pregnant, then that's when it turns into um, the bleeding again. So the first half, you kind of have low estrogen, that that um, kind of most typical female sex hormone, um, peaks in the middle and then kind of sort of drops off again. And then progesterone's low the first half and then gets high the second half. So that's the, the basic rundown of the menstrual cycle. So how does that relate to fasting? So basically, fasting is going to be easier during the first half of the cycle which is starting from when the bleeding starts until about the halfway point, you know, the ovulation, and, uh, or about 14 days. And fasting is more difficult during the second half of the cycle when progesterone is higher. So that's after ovulation, that second half leading up to the actual menstrual bleeding. So if you know that and you're kind of planning out your fasting schedule, then you would want the, the type, any type of fasting that you find a little more challenging or is a little more aggressive or ambitious, basically you'd want to do that during the first half of the cycle. So that's the general idea. And in the blog post that I mentioned, um, I have some images that kind of show you exactly what this looks like, not only the cycle itself, but kind of um, you know, which part to fast in and, and stuff like that. So if that's the case, if, if you're one of those people where that second half of the cycle of fasting is more difficult, then you know, there are some alternative things you might want to do. And, and why is fasting more difficult during that time? Well, one reason is 
because of the hormone changes in progesterone, like I said, progesterone is higher. And one of the things that progesterone can do is it can stimulate hunger, which is probably related to like pregnancy cravings and things like that. So that second half of the cycle, progesterone's higher, get more hungry, and, and have some other changes that might make fasting more difficult. So what could, um, what could you do instead? What could you do instead of actual fasting during the second half of the cycle? So there are a few pretty good options. Um, I'll give you a, a few options. So one would be to just focus on your meal timing and cutting out the snacks in between meals. So in other words, having a nice, satisfying breakfast, eating till you're really full, comfortably full, but really full, and then waiting until lunch before you eat again, and then doing the same thing at lunch until dinner, no snacks in between lunch and dinner, no snacks after dinner, and having those three really satisfying meals. And so this is, this is basically the same thing I talked about two episodes ago when I talked about easing into fasting, making it easy. So when you're doing the, when you're in the second half of your cycle, you want to make fasting easy. So you're not really doing any aggressive fasting. You're just doing that meal timing and cutting out the snacks. So that you can, you can already get some health benefits from that. And if you do that, that also includes an overnight fast after dinner until breakfast the night, the next day, which often will be about 12 hours. And so you're already doing some time-restricted eating but, and so in other words, you're secretly doing some fasting, but in a way that doesn't sound like fasting, right? Three meals a day doesn't sound like fasting, right? But if you cut out the, all the snacks, then you're, you are doing some fasting as well. So that's one really good option. Um, and there are different ways that you could apply that. Um, but another really good thing to do, and you could combine these as well, is just to really focus on eating whole foods, unprocessed foods. And I think it was episode, episode seven of the podcast where I went in detail about this topic. But uh, in general, eating unprocessed, whole food, real food, fixes a bunch of health problems. So this is things that are not crushed up in a factory, and not ground up into fine powder, <laughs> that don't come in a package with a barcode and, you know, 100 ingredients. But it's things like vegetables, fruits, meat, fish. Poultry, eggs, nuts, whole fat dairy, legumes, things like that. Uh, so if you focus on eating that type of food, then you'll still be getting some health benefits during that phase of your cycle. And if you also cut out the snacks in between meals, it'll be a double bonus. So I mean, you can already make a lot of um, kind of make a lot of progress on whatever health goals you're working on just by doing these types of things. And, and then you're not even really doing anything that people would typically call fasting. So all the while, while you're doing that, it's going to kind of give you the, the practice on these, these miniature fasts in between meals and, and just kind of getting used to that and getting some practice, getting some reps. And so then you'll be more prepared when it comes time to do a little bit more, something a little bit more aggressive. So if you do want to do something a little bit more aggressive, if you want to do something that's a little bit more similar to fasting, during that second phase of the cycle, uh, that second half after ovulation, when the progesterone is high and everything, then you could also try something called fat fasting. And what fat fasting means is just eating fat. That's the basic idea. But there's some different variations, um, like where you're not being 100% just fat, you're maybe just eating some very fatty foods and nothing else. 
So the benefit of doing this is that you can still keep your blood sugar low and your insulin low. And so if you have something like prediabetes or polycystic ovary syndrome or type 2 diabetes, uh, then this is really beneficial because it helps kind of continue to improve your blood sugar and your insulin levels. So the fat fasting could be, uh, I'll give you one version of it. So you could have just these four foods, which are avocados, bacon, eggs, and olives. And so you could, for example, if you were eating those four foods, and if you ate as much as you want of those four foods, but no other foods. And then you could maybe add in some coconut oil or some butter or something if you wanted to increase the the fat content as well. But if you just do those four foods, then it's something a little more substantial than just like, you know, just eating butter or something, <laughs> like an actual pure fat fat. I mean, people do often do that with like a bulletproof coffee, you know, things like keto coffee, um, stuff like that. Uh, as opposed to just eating it by the spoonful. But <laughs> but when you when you consume the extra fat, it helps keep your ketone levels up, helps keep, you know, control your hunger, kind of reduces your appetite and things like that. And then, like I said, you can keep your blood sugar and insulin low and kind of get some of those benefits as well. So in summary, uh, some other things to try during the second half of the cycle are to do the full meals without snacks or to really focus on eating whole foods, unprocessed foods, or maybe try this fat fasting thing. Now, what if you don't have a menstrual cycle at all, or maybe it's not a normal cycle, like it's irregular, less frequent, or lasts longer than 28 days, or whatever? Well, some of the information here may still apply to you, because you may still have some fluctuations of estrogen and progesterone going up and down, maybe maybe monthly, or maybe over a longer period of time or whatever. Even if you don't have like the traditional cycle with the menstrual bleeding that marks the beginning or end. So probably the best thing to do in this case is to keep a journal. So get a notebook or whatever and just write down, okay, so during this week I noticed that it was easier to fast, it was easier to exercise, and I slept better. But then the week after that, it was the complete opposite. So, and then you start kind of piecing that together. You start, like just you know jot down notes each week or even every day potentially. How how about fasting and exercise? How about sleep? How does your mood fluctuate? And so, kind of take notes about those things. See what happens, and maybe you'll notice that there is a cycle, even if it's not as observable. And then you can take that into account. You can use that additional information when you're planning out how to do your fasting schedule. Okay, so that was that was a relatively short episode because it doesn't take that long to explain, but hopefully that was helpful. And if you want to go a little more in-depth about fasting for women, then I'll put a link to that blog post. The first part of it is about the same topic I was talking about here, but it also has some visual aids on that. And then the the next few sections in that blog post are about other things related to fasting for women. And then there's also episode 24 of the podcast. So if you want to download that episode and just listen to it, there's a bunch of stuff related to fasting for women. And then also, if you prefer the video format, there's a video version of that and a bunch of individual video clips on specific topics that are on my YouTube channel. So uh, head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, etc. And I'll specifically put a link to a playlist of those YouTube clips in case you want to check that out as well. So those are those are various ways you can kind of go more in depth and kind of make sure you remember this and that it makes sense, et cetera, et cetera. And then in terms of putting it in practice, what I'd recommend you do is 
take a few minutes now and either write it down or at least think about it. What is your plan going to be? How are you going to put this in practice? How are you going to use this information to kind of inform or plan your your fasting protocol? And what are you going to do maybe instead of fasting during the, the parts of the cycle where it's more difficult to fast? So go ahead and spend at least five minutes doing that right now, either writing it down or just kind of thinking about it, brainstorming. But focus on that topic and see what you come up with. And this is the kind of thing that anytime you do this where you spend a few minutes really thinking about it and making a plan, you're a lot more likely to actually put it in practice than if you just kind of are vaguely aware of it. (laughs) All right, so thanks a lot for listening. I really hope it was helpful, and I'll see you next time on the Fasting Well podcast. The Fasting Well podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to consult with your own medical providers.